look good. Zoom out. All right, look at this. Fancy dancy. Oh, we're fancy babies. I'm gonna get this back a little bit. All right, here we go. Blue snowball. Is there Wi-Fi? Probably not, it's a theater. You know, it's with. There's a with ton of other stuff here. Yeah, though. you think they would? I think I'm sure they do. Uh, hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And this, this better, better be, be good. good. Uh, you know the podcast. It's the one where um, uh, we review a movie before seeing it, and then we review it again after seeing it. Yeah. And this week we're doing First Man. Ooh. A movie about the first white man to have problems. No. Uh, Wow, I think you just described every movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at it that way, pretty much. Uh, uh, careful with your, um, oh your, yeah, your yeah. blend. Yeah, I got always jewelry. That's because well, we have a metal table today. Yeah, so it's not normally fight. metal, but we got all this. I got all this jewelry on, as Kanye would, would say. <laughs> he voted. He's gonna vote for Trump again. He gave a bunch of money to a Democrat in Chicago. I saw that. And then he went to her speech and left after five minutes. Of course he did. I, I love, like, with Kanye now, it's just like you have to read the first part of the headline, not the second. And yeah. then, uh, then you can, like, still kind of like him. I fucking hate him. And my friend is just always, like, supporting him. I love Kanye as an artist. I think he's a fucking weird guy, though. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean... I don't know. It's it's just so divisive. Also, I like Woody Allen, so everyone says that shit. It's like, yeah, but it it went to court and it didn't. You guys need to need, need to look up the story. All right. Uh, yeah. So, first man is a, a, a biopic about uh, Neil Armstrong. Neil um, Armstrong. And if you don't know who he is, he was uh, the first man on the moon. You guys. First How do you not know who Neil Armstrong Dude, is? Dude, there's some young people in the world who don't who might not be. Uh, I learned that in I want to say third grade? I don't know when I learned it, but it was probably very young. Yeah. Very young. I feel like people just don't, like if I brought, if I went to my brother, who is I older now, uh, and it was just like, hey, do you know who Neil Armstrong is? He'd be like, who's that piece of shit? Like he, he's very young, but he still would talk with a... Is he just like real too cool for school kind of guy? Like, no. I don't know history. No. <laughs> Alright. He's just not educated enough. All right, this is too. So, so first man stars Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Yeah, it um, does. Claire Foy as Janet Armstrong, and then of course you got a uh, uh, Jason Clark is in there as whoever the hell Ed White is. Um, Cal Chandler of um, Friday Night Lights fame, great actor too. Yeah, actually had more stuff. Um, Corey Stoll who played the the bad guy in Ant Man. I'm not in the watch Ant Man. Um, and then another cast of. Uh, Strangely similar looking people. Yeah, they all look the same. It's <laughs> weird. So weird. Except for Lucas Haas, that guy always looks so weird. Ethan Embry, look at that. Oh, uh, I don't know who that is. He used to be real big, remember? Like fat? Yeah. Oh. He was like one of the, um, no, I'm thinking of uh, someone else. You're thinking he, of Ethan Suplee. Yep, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Which that guy no. does not look like him at all. Ethan Embry is the guy who played um, uh, uh, Nick Papa Giorgio in National Left Foods Vegas Vacation. Uh, Rusty, he played Rusty. Oh, okay. Mr. Papa Giorgio, welcome back to the Bellagio. Okay, all right. Um, okay, directed all right. By, okay. Directed by Damien Chazelle of uh, La La Land. And Whiplash, and Whiplash fame. Uh, two Whiplash, of, two of, one of my favorite movies. Two of my favorite movies. Those are great films. Um, Whiplash is just, oh, if you haven't seen Whiplash yet, just go for J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Like, it's a fantastic movie. It's he gives a great performance in so it. So good. Um, so this film... Um, Garrett, what do you? Uh, what kind of expectations do you have for this guy? I'm literally only going for the IMAX sequence on the moon. I I think it's going to be every scene filmed in space is an IMAX. Yes, yeah. I think it's just the moon though. 
I don't think it's like in space IMAX. Like Every single thing. Yeah, I, I look it up. They're in the satellite. Or not satellite. <laughs> they put them in the satellite when they're in the lunar module. We're looking it up. Yeah, I Googled this before we came in. Because um, it says it on the poster, like the lunar sequence, which is. Like okay, so it is the just moon. the moon here. Yeah. Hey! Okay, okay. All right, just the moon. I got it. If you leave, uh, put a man on the moon. Man oh, on the moon. R.E.M., look at that. Um, Jim Carrey. Great movie, too. Underrated, I think. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I love I love La La Land. I love Whiplash. I'm really, I trust this director now. Like, I'm like, I do, too. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, you've proven yourself. You make great movies. I'm really excited to see what he does. Because um, from what I understand, Neil Armstrong wasn't the greatest of guys. Um, no. as, as far as like, um, as like a family man, he wasn't the best father. Well, yeah, when you're um, trying to become the first person to set foot on the moon, I don't think you're going to be the best person. Sure, yeah, you got to be some sort of crazy. Competitive, yeah. You got to be like Kanye level of crazy he, to he, like want to do that. What's what's that movie with the the black uh, astronauts? What's that movie? Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah he yelled at all those ladies. <laughs> that's that's how bad of a person Neil Armstrong was. He yelled at women. He, he yelled at black women. <laughs> he yelled at black women in the '60s. That's that's they've already been through enough. But that's everybody, <laughs> really. I mean, <laughs> make some leave a comment in the section below if you didn't yell at a black woman in the '60s. <laughs> You're a better person than if you. If I wish somebody would actually leave a comment for Dude, once. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I'm trying to drum up some controversy. If you were a deaf mute in the '60s, you were the best person possible. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't see color or you didn't hear. Say hate. anything. Wait, uh, no, I didn't say blind. I just said deaf mute. So you wouldn't oh, yeah. be told. That, I am tired. That's, you need some sleep, sleepy eyes. I, I am tired. Oh man. God, I went into a meeting today like this. How did, how did it go? Oh, I got a bunch of money. That's great. <laughs> you got to tell me all about this. I will, I will. Um, you, um, Let's just go see Johnny English instead. <laughs> just take our IMAX. Fall asleep. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited about I love, I've only seen a couple of movies in IMAX. I haven't seen a bunch in IMAX. Really? I go I've, all the time. I've only seen, um, I saw The Dark Knight in IMAX. Um, I didn't see The Dark Knight. Which is only really worth it for like two scenes. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, which a lot of that, that was shot in IMAX. Especially that opening scene, which was fantastic. They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> um, and then I saw Avatar. It was the only movies I've ever seen in IMAX. Oh, uh, see, I went. No, I saw Gravity in IMAX 3D, and that was oh, fucking amazing. I saw that. That was great. Yeah. What else did I? I've seen. I saw three um, Marvel movies that they were showing all of them. So I saw Avengers: Infinity War. Avengers: Infinity War in IMAX is the best. IMAX experience I've ever had because it is all shot in IMAX. Oh, is it? The entire film is shot with IMAX cameras. I um I think Avatar was my favorite. No, I think I think it's high between Avatar and Gravity. I saw Avatar in Gravity. IMAX uh, 3D and that was yeah. pretty trippy. And Gravity was just you really felt like You're a there. sense of like space. Oh yeah, movie. I was terrified. Gravity yeah. Gravity was great. I saw that IMAX 3D. Although my only complaint about Gravity, one huge complaint about Gravity, um, when George Clooney lets go of that tether. And then goes flying off into space. Yeah, that's not. That's possible. not how space works. No, that's, that's he the would just one. Float in place, like yeah. you just. But you got plot's got a plot. Plot's got a plot. Um, what are you looking for from Ryan Gosling? Are you a Ryan Gosling fan? I um, love Ryan Gosling. Okay, I think good. he's great. Good, because because uh, I'd do him if I were home. My favorite movie that he's been in was La La Land. I loved how versatile he was. How. Um, just great, all around great. Yeah, loved him in that movie. I think my favorite film from his is I think it's a tie between La La Land and uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, he was good in that. I loved I him do, in that movie. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in so long. That though. movie's fine. Ryan Gosling is really good in it. Yeah. Uh, Julia, your girl Julianne Moore is in it. Fuck. Uh, 
Kevin Bacon's great in it. Um, I forgot just, Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah. I saw it a long time ago. I was probably high when I saw it. I just don't remember it. It's pretty funny. I um, remember liking it enough. I just remember. I remember. Um, I think that movie made me get back into old fashions, like the drink, because Ryan Gosling was always drinking them, and he made it for Emma Stone. Yeah. And like, and then he got to bang Emma Stone. So I was like, oh, I should start drinking old fashions. Did it work? <laughs> For me? Yeah. Well, I did. did you bang Emma Stone? I did, yeah. Okay. Emma, St- Emma yeah. Leave a comment section below if I banged you. You just call her <laughs> Emmy now. <laughs> I just call her M. Emmy. Come on, M. Um, well, that was dead air for a second. Huh? No, I was just thinking of a joke. Of be like, uh, you know how it's like, wh- what are you called if you have all the awards? Like the Tony's? EGOT. Like, yeah, you got an EGOT, but you got an EGOT for every person you've had sex with. Like, I've had sex with an Emmy, a Tony, an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to play both sides of the field to get that award. I know. You got to be, you gotta be. well, we used to call it by. I don't know what we call it now. Hi, guys. Uh, pretty, sure called, pretty sure it's called by still. Is it? Pansexual? Pansexual doesn't have a preference. Well, then that's not, but by is like you have, like, that is when we acknowledge that there were two genders. So you swung both ways. You can't right. swing both ways if there's multiple. Oh, that's true. Two yeah. Ways. So it have to be. Bi is gone. Oct gender, oct sexual. Oct That's eight. I think it's just pansexual now. Is it? Because pansexual means you don't have a preference of man but or then, woman. But then it could also be like, what if you're transitioning so you really don't count? As... I have no idea. Leave a comment section if, yeah, you, leave please, a comment if you know the answer to our... These controversial <laughs> topics are what we need to cover I, and get the... I have no idea. I really don't know. I guess I never even thought about the fact that bi doesn't work anymore because there's oh, just Oh, I think about genders. it literally every day. Really? Oh, Why? Because my whole drive in life is like to find hypocrisy and use people's logic against them. Sure. Because I love uh, using the opposing viewpoint and spinning it. Mm-hmm. And this is one example where it's like, well... There's a lot of gray area here. We got to talk about this. And then you're called a piece of shit if you're a white cisgender. So I can't say anything. And that's why I have so much fun talking about it. So I didn't know this movie is based on a book. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's based on the biography of uh, Neil Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. What if it was based on the biography of Buzz Aldrin? (laughs) Buzz Aldrin is another person that walked on the moon, you guys. People, I feel like more people would know who Buzz Aldrin is because he's pretty into pop culture. Like he's he also in movies, punched a guy, right? He did punch a guy. Yeah. My no, favorite, Armstrong's dead, right? He is dead. Yeah. My favorite Buzz Aldrin uh, moment is um, he's yelling at the moon on the show Thirty Rock. You ever seen? You ever watched Thirty Rock? <laughs> yeah. I remember when he was like that. yelling at the moon because it's the daytime and like it doesn't belong out. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, he's a funny guy. Um, you kind of have to be to be the second guy to walk on the moon. You gotta build yeah, your, build you your really comedy gotta, chops. You really gotta actually like have a credit then. That's like following Dave Chappelle. You're like, I really gotta. Guys, I'm pretty funny too. Like, You're not Dave. <laughs> Bump it up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, I, not really gonna be any twists, I don't think. I think we know how this yeah. story plays out. I think, so, uh, do you have any other questions? Do you think they're gonna... Um, Paint Neil in a positive light, in a negative light, in a... How do you think they're I think it'll be a neutral light, but it'll have to be... Like, you have to obviously bring up the the hardships and stuff, because, like, Ryan Reynolds' characters in uh, uh, La La Land was, like... um, He was a very flawed character and I yeah. think that's the whole excitement about every time you see him because and then all any movie that Ryan Gosling has done he's been this like versatile kind of thing where it's yeah. just like he does that thing that I hate and then he does that thing that like uh, is redemption so I think this is the perfect role for him I think it's going to be a lot of that kind of thing where him walking on the moon is going to be his redemption basically and so, uh, um, no spoilers because hopefully you know history unless you're a conspiracy theorist <laughs> the flag isn't waving <laughs> fucking idiot 
Okay. I used to believe that, that we didn't land on the moon. Uh, I never once, I never believed it. Um, Wait, you don't believe that we did? No, I don't, I never believed that we didn't. Oh, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Claire Foy is playing, uh, uh, is it Nancy? I forgot her name. Janet Armstrong. Um, I feel like her role is going to be just as important as Ryan Gosling's in this film. Because, Exciting. Because she is going to be carrying the weight of, like, maintaining a family while her husband could potentially die. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then, I don't know, I don't remember if it's Neil Armstrong or if it's, um the Apollo 13 mission, but I think it's the Apollo 13 mission where the one of the astronauts' wives lost her wedding ring down the drain the day like of the flight. And then he canceled? No, no. I, th- I you know, I think I think this might be Apollo 13. But um Did this happen in the movie Apollo this 13. This happened in real life. And then they showed it in the film Apollo 13. Yeah, uh, so this right. definitely didn't happen in this one. This is Apollo Yeah, 11. I know, I know. Okay. I, I realized it as I was thinking. I was trying to figure out which one it was. Well, now tell the story. Okay, but the sorry. story in Apollo 13, which is a true story that actually happened, it wasn't just like made up for the movie, is the wife of the uh, Jim Lovell, the leader, like the, the mission leader for Apollo 13. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't know what Apollo 13 is, it was the doomed Apollo mission that like, they everything went wrong and they had to come back to Earth and they ended up being saved and stuff, but they didn't make it to the moon. But... Um, Jim Lovell's wife lost her wedding ring down the drain the, ne- the morning of the launch. Yeah. And so she told him not to go. And she's like, that's a bad omen. Like, you should go. And he still and went. And he still went, and they almost fucking died. Oh, man. Um, but, I mean, that kind of character stuff, like, what the wife has to deal with while the husband is away doing this thing, balancing a family life with the fear that your n- husband's never going to come back. Because he's yeah. going to the moon. No one's ever done this before. Like, Except for... A couple other people. Well, they didn't step foot on the moon. They. This is the first. Uh, this was the first moon landing. Oh. They, people went to space before. This is the Apollo 11. So like people have gone to space already. Oh, I thought you were still talking about Apollo 13. No, no, no I'm, I'm talking sorry. about Apollo. I'm talking about. I'm talking about why Janet Armstrong is going to be an important character. Oh, I got you. Um, why Janet Armstrong is going to be an important character? Uh, I just went off into thinking about was there an Apollo 12, <laughs> which there wasn't. There was. There wasn't. No. There had to have been. No. Why would they go from 11 to 13? I don't fucking know. Why do they start with 11? Because they're. They didn't start 10, with 11. There's 10 failed ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is also another reason to not go. Yeah, yeah. This is like the. This is unproven technology. Like you're sitting, you're. I mean, think about the. Which the, is the, another reason as to like I'm. I'm going to give. I'm gonna. I, I, let, here, Mike. Let me do the Bill Burr. I'm gonna extend an olive branch to you. <laughs> uh, that would actually be reasoning as to why we didn't land on the moon. Is because there's ten failed missions, and it's like, well, now we gotta do it. <laughs> Fake. Come on, Stanley Kubrick, get well, in there. Isn't the theory that they faked it? They have since been to the moon, but the first one, eleven, was faked. Like that's the theory, right? Well, if that's true, then why does why does the footage all look the same? From Kubrick's like eleven to eighteen. <laughs> Come on now. Um, but I keep getting, I keep it Um But I feel like her story is gonna be very important because she's gonna be dealing with not obviously just as much as Neil, but if you think about it. Neil Armstrong's consequences of this mission failing are he dies. Yeah. Her consequences are her husband dies, the father of her kids dies, and she has to keep living her life. Yep. So, I mean, you could say that the weight there's more weight on her shoulder than on his. Because, I mean, after you die, you fucking die. Like, that's it. There's no yeah. more pressure for you. Um, so, I mean, I think that... Uh, I think she's going to do really well. I, I, I hope that they shine a light on her character as much as Neil's, because I think her story is just as important yeah. as his story is. I just want to see, like, how the... Uh, where it starts, like where the movie begins. Yeah, like, like are we gonna like see him be a hotshot pilot? I, I feel like there's gonna be a scene where he's a hotshot pilot. Oh god, I hope it's not like Solo. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm a driver. You need a driver. I'm a driver. Did I mention I'm a driver? How many times I'm a driver? Dude, <laughs> I love the idea too that like Neil Armstrong like steps up to the thing and it's just like, what's your name? 
Neil. <laughs> what's one of the what's one of your strong attributes? I don't know. I've got strong arms. <laughs> hmm. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> click 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 click. And then he joins the Empire for three years. Uh, then we just gloss over the fact that he was fighting for the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, Garrett, before we go in, what do you give this? Arbitrary rating-wise, what do you think we're going to get for this film? Well, Whiplash is a 10. La La Land is a 9. Sure. I don't see how this can be as good. No offense to him, but pe very rarely do people have three in a row that are, like, amazing films. <sighs> Alfonso Cuaron. What are, what are his? Uh, Children of Men, Gravity, and The Revenant. Oh, and Arrival too, right? Oh yeah, he did Arrival too. Did he do that? Wait, no. No, I don't that's think he did that's Alejandro. Inuarato. Nos Nosferatu. Nosferatu. We got it. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the first horror icons, guys. Uh, so I, seven. I'll give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty low. Seven out of ten. Um, Weird uh, footprints. If you look up Neil Armstrong's footprint, yeah, on the they don't movie, match. it's the strangest thing. There's like a reason Seven for that. Out they of explain 10. that away. That's probably because there's no gravity or something. So then, like enough. I don't know. It is very weird. The boot. Well, there's no wind. So looks weird. Um, I'm gonna give this. I think this is gonna be really, really good. I also think that the IMAX is gonna help. Hello. Um, I think I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a nine. Um, yeah, I think it's the highest arbitrary rating I've given something so far. Probably. But I'm going to give it a... Stop calling me. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9. Kubrick could have filmed that. Hey, out of, that's good. Out of 10. My uh, director could paint that. So, uh, you're going to hear a trailer here. Um, hopefully a lot of dialogue to get you all excited for the movie. And we'll be back in about two and a half minutes with some opinions about this film. Bye! on the moon that'd be something we've chosen a job so difficult requiring so many technological developments we're gonna have to start from scratch only after we master these tasks do we consider trying to land on the moon Neil, if this flight is successful, you'll go down in history. What kind of thoughts do you have about that? We're planning on the flight being successful. Damn, that is a big mother. It'll go up like a half kiloton A-bomb if it blows. The vehicle's not safe. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. This isn't just another trip, Neil. You're not just going to work. Do you think you're coming back? There are risks, but we have every intention of coming back. Somebody got a Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army knife? Are you kidding me? Here we go. Six, five, four, three, two. 
you question whether the program's worth the cost in money and in lives? You're down here and you look up and you don't think about it too much, but space exploration changes your perception. And it allows us to see things that we should have seen a long time ago. We have serious problems. We've got this under control. You're a bunch of boys. You don't have anything under control. Hey, are we back? Kinda. Okay. <clears throat> I think it's good on sound. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Alright. Uh, welcome Perf- back to the podcast. Perfect. You're loud and I'm quiet. That's how it normally is. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, well, we just saw the film. You just enjoyed that tree. First man. First man. Garrett, how about you be the first man to tell me your opinion? Hey, can you be my Buzz Aldrin? I'll be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um... It, it was good. I felt very uh, tight and confined in uh, a lot of sequences. It's a very, um, it's a space driven, thrusted. It's a space thrusted Ooh, film. Thrusted. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very good. It's more than a seven for me. Um, I think Damien Chazelle has made three great films in a row, so good for him. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a lot of dramatic tension between family and the missions itself, mm-hmm. and it was good. I'm, you'll say some more things, and <laughs> you'll back me up. But. No, yes, it was very good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, um, I thought cinematically it was extremely interesting. He had a lot of techniques to make you really feel like you were in yeah. like the, the Apollo shuttles with them. Uh, they're not shuttles. The, Jiminy. Uh, the Jiminy. Jiminy. And the Jiminy Apollo. Christmas. Um, he, the guy is just a great filmmaker. Like he's, really good. He's really good at telling stories through a lens, as opposed to like because there's not a lot of dialogue in the movie. No. Um, as opposed to like other you know space movies. Also very 60s. Like it's like he the used film, 60s yeah, he used like cameras. Film, it was like film stock from and, the 60s. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean like legitimately the cameras that filmed like Ryan Gosling and like the cameras are 60s cameras. Like, like actual film from like those lenses and shit. It ha- it has to because it looks literally like it's right out of. the I'm 60s. gonna bet that they uh, didn't do that because then you would have to convert it to be able to play in these screens. So I mean, I'm, they could have. I'm, 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 they could have. I don't think they would have done that. I think that, I think what they did is they shot it normally and then post converted it backward to because uh, the film using 60s cameras. One, I, I think this might be hard hard to find. Um, I don't know. This is all yeah, speculation. This is but, all speculation. But I, I just I, from the looks of it, it looks like that. So whatever they but did, yeah, then, I'll look it up. And but. then the IMAX stuff was very, very crisp, high depth. Well, that's I thought was a because great, that's the IMAX. Yeah, you, can, you can't shoot IMAX in, in like eight millimeter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I'm not it, saying they shot in eight millimeter. No, I know. I'm I, so, yeah. I, I was just using that as an example. Like like um, the but, Bond films were 60s. Yeah, it felt so like the, it was, the film stock was definitely 60s. Like it felt like you were watching a movie shot in the 60s. And did you notice some of the lenses like were fucked up in certain uh, scenes? Like there's little things at the bottom of the the camera mm-hmm. where it's like there's something on the lens creating it, so it looks. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a really cool touch where it's just like, oh, my God, that's totally a 60s camera. That's that's what I was thinking when I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my only complaint about the cinematography is there's a lot of shaky cam. Uh, yeah. And seeing an IMAX, I probably would have been better on a smaller screen with the shaky stuff. 
Um, like it wouldn't have affected me as much, but also I'm tired. Might have something to do with it. Yeah, it really affected me, and I think it affected me in like a good way. It wasn't a negative for me. The shaky cam. Yeah, I think I think it was a bit much. I think uh, I, I like I like shaky cam when it's used as like a plot device. Like I think it's really a good way of conveying uncertainty in a scene. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like the entire film was shot handheld. Yeah, because um, it's uncertainty of everything. Yeah. The entire movie, like it's like the theme is uncertainty. But I mean, there's still like I don't know. I, I think it worked. That's just me. I, I wasn't a big this fan is our of it. This Siskel and Ebert moment. <laughs> that really is something that worked for me very well. Yeah, I was I was not a big fan of it. It just made me. It was just. I think it also has to do with my eyes being tired. Like, because I'm very tired today. In case you, if you don't if you don't know, you can't hear it in my voice. Um, but I think that that really affected my enjoyment, my full enjoyment of watching it, just because I was just like a lot. Yeah. Um, I just squinted in case uh, I realized nobody can see what I'm doing. Yep. All audio, um, Mike. All audio. But yeah, I thought Ryan Gosling was fantastic. Um, He's I, so good. I got these names back up again. Um, Pull it up, baby. Pulling it out. I'm going to say this real quick. I am glad we didn't get uh, Clint Eastwood as the original director. That was supposed. That was who was supposed to do it originally. Yeah, that would have uh, been a completely different movie. That would have been a terrible film because what <laughs> he's doing now is like everything so pro-America. Mm. And I feel like that's such something that's on the back burner because what of the movie because what the movie is trying to show is the the breakdown of the familial is that a word Mm -hmm. unit um because of someone's other things that happen in their life like it's such a really interesting um plot Mm -hmm. and i think if america would have been the forefront of it it would have been a fucking just ham fest yeah, they definitely put the whole space race on the back burner. Like they were, they mentioned it. It's like, definitely we need to get there before the in Soviet, scenes, yeah. But like, it wasn't like, yeah, fuck yeah, America. But um, yeah, the the whole uh, thing is about like loss of life. That's the number one the focus theme, yeah. of the movie, and it's not about America. And if Clint Eastwood would have done it, it fucking definitely would have been. And that sack of shit made American Sniper, which is such a dog shit film. Clint Eastwood made American Sniper. Yes. Oh. It is People love that movie. Dog shit. Um, How about that scene where Bradley Cooper is holding a baby? I've never seen it, but I have seen the baby not, scene. Not a baby, <laughs> but a doll. It's a very He's obvious holding doll. Holding a doll. Yeah. Um, Claire, Claire Foy, who played Janet Armstrong, was fine. I thought. I don't think she really. I don't think she really got a meaty stuff until the end of the towards the end of the movie. No, and I really feel like if another if a. I'm, this is gonna sound awful, but she has the uh, the face of. Um, Someone who can't emote, she just seems cold. Yeah, like, kind of like, like the whole movie. It's just like yeah, I don't think she smiled like the whole movie. No, although was, she did. Uh, what she was telling the story at the dinner table about the college thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she smiled then. She's just but, um, like she, was, her, she didn't have a whole lot of range. I, felt, I don't like, know. In the yeah, movie. I don't know if that was a choice uh, of the director for the actress or if that was just the way she acts. But it was just very cold, and it was like, well, why would I have? feelings for that relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just like, there's no joy in you at all. The um, the rest of the cast was kind of forgettable. Um, I mean... Oh, I really liked Ed. I thought he was great. He was great, but I mean, I, I started to feel like Jason Clark can only play one thing. Yeah, he's not good. And like, he, he's good, but he's only good at one... He doesn't have range. No. Like, he's just like... But yeah, he's another guy that's... I'm always very aware... Ellis Jason Clark. Like, I'm always very aware that like he's on That's screen. what I thought, too. Yeah. I legitimately thought that in one scene, where it was just like, uh... You have him and, um, Jesus Christ, uh, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ryan Gosling is such a good actor where you can see him in a movie and be like, that's Ryan Gosling. He's really good. But if you see Jason Clark, you're like, that's Jason Clark, and it totally takes me out of it. 
sure, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I thought Kyle Chandler was good. Um, Great. Corey Stoll played Buzz Aldrin. Uh, he was good. He was good to the point where you hated him. <laughs> I fucking hated him. Um, and the rest of the cast was kind of just kind of blended in the background. Um, yeah, because they're all white dudes. But yeah, there's a lot of white dudes. Um, but yeah, Ryan Gosling. This was his movie. Like there was no question about yep. it. He carried the hell out of this role. Um, uh, pretty long spoiler free. Not a lot of spoilers, but uh, I guess we'll say spoiler warning here. From now on, I will yep. spoil something. Spoil, spoil, spoil. Not a lot of spoilers. A lot of this stuff is in history books, so yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot of. Stuff I didn't know it though. though. Um, here we go. So Ryan Gosling, they lose a child at the beginning of the film. They lose a daughter. And her name's Karen. Her name is Karen. Um, and then we'll come back to how that's relevant yep. towards the end of the movie. Um, but they lose a kid very early in the film, uh, and then they immediately have another kid. So they end up with two sons. But this death of the child, you can tell from when Ryan Gosling first starts out in the movie, Neil Armstrong's character at the beginning of the film is a very happy, very doting father, very loving. You can tell he loves his family. Yeah. And the first loss he suffers that we see on screen is his daughter. And from that scene on, you see the man slowly detach from like, humans essentially yes like he becomes so invested in this idea of going to the moon that it consume it uses it as a replacement for all the loss in his life i feel like i think so too and it, it, it comes it's a detriment to his family because he becomes very disconnected and then over the course of the film three other astronauts die that you see on screen yep um you find out later that when he was in like flight school five other four other friends of his had died yep so he's just constantly losing people in his life and the only thing that isn't going to be lost is the moon. The moon's always going to be there. He, he looks so, up at it. He films it. He, he a lot. films it all the time. He's always, if he's stressed, he's in the backyard staring at the moon. Yep. And you can tell that this man is grasping at the one constant that's in his life. Like, that's the thing that will never, ever go away. Yeah. And so it, he does literally anything, like disregarding regulations, um, disobeying protocols, putting other people in danger to get himself to the moon. Yeah, but I think it's more of just like, like a driven um, thrusted. Hey, uh, we're back to thrusted. But I think it's I think it's more of like a confidence thing as well. I don't think it's arrogance because he was. I don't think I don't think it's arrogance. No, he was definitely the best person to go to the moon. He's yeah. he's the number one choice because of all the things that he's done. That that I think I think what it is is NASA has put people at risk. And because of that, he's able to fix those situations when they occur. Like the one where they're um, they're uh, attached to what is it? Al Alpina in in space? What uh, is it? Alopecia? No, it's Alopecia. um. Uh, they they're, they're supposed to dock um, a shuttle onto a larger module. Yes. Which is called, I can't remember what it's called. Something starts with an A. Algina or something like that. Something along those lines. Al Algor. Yeah. Al Algor. Al Gor. Algonquin. Al. It's Ticonderoga. Al Avalanche. Al. See you later. Alpachation. Uh, that was me trying to say Appalachian. Uh, <laughs> Alpacino. <laughs> Al Pacino. Don't you love my Dunkachinos? <laughs> That's another bad movie. That's the only good part of that movie, is Al Pacino <laughs> yeah. singing about Dunkachinos. <laughs> anyway, but when they're like flying in space and it's like zero G's and he doesn't pass out, mm -hmm. uh, and then he saves well, it's himself. Like, it's like five or six G's. It's like three, yeah, 360 rotations. Over, zero G, over zero that. G would imply that there's no pressure. It's there's a bunch oh, yeah. of pressure. It's yeah. a ton of pressure. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then he, and then he. Be, that's because one of the thrusters, he's unable to um, stop it on its own. You yeah, can't like operate a, it manually. They're in an unsustained barrel roll, and yes. like he's not passing out, and he's trying to 
figure out what the problem is. But he, yeah, they disengage from it and he fixes the situation. But um, that's an example of like he's good at what he his does. problem solving is amazing because yes. he's in a he's like a, a like a really really good engineer. Yeah, so he can solve problems really well. Um, except for at home, come on! Yeah, but I think that's the thing that you see a lot. That's a, that's a common story where it's just like you can't focus on home life, but you can really put yourself into the other thing. Yeah. It's like, I want to look up and see if like Neil Armstrong beat his wife like John Lennon did, but everyone fucking loves John Lennon. They do, yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? But I, also, John Lennon did turn over a new leaf right before he died. Like, he regretted those things, he tried to get back to minimalism, and then was killed. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with Malcolm X. Like, Malcolm X did all this, like, terrible shit, uh, and was, like, hate, hating, and then he went to Mecca, and then realized, like, oh, shit, I was wrong the entire time, and then that's when he got killed. It's almost like that, those are the things that, when you finally admit your regrets, and you, you, you look for forgiveness, that's when everyone's like, fuck you. It's like, well, you waited until I changed? It's a very interesting thing to me. You will become an old man filled with regret waiting to die alone. Is that Black Panther? Inception. Oh, that's that right. That was Ken Watanabe. Yeah. How's he doing? He had stomach cancer for a while. I haven't heard he's dead yet, so I'm ah, thinking he's alive. Man, I hope he's great. He's, he's, I love Ken Watanabe. He's, he's fantastic. Oh, fucking Godzilla. Let them fight. Oh, oh that's right. He great was I think he's in the sequel. So yeah, he's alive. Oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah, he's in the sequel. Oh, man. I always, I always get worried when you hear about like Val Kilmer for a while. He's, he's not doing great. Is, I mean, he's, he's in, in good health, but like he's like I know his like voice is all messed up. Yeah, he's although fun. I think it's getting better because he's in the new Top he's Gun. In the new he's Top in the, Gun. He's in the sequel. Well, Tom okay. Cruise says that he uh, he helped him with uh, Scientology, so he healed him. That's what so he, he says. threw a bunch of money at him. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about this movie from a cinematic standpoint. Yes. Um, I thought some gorgeous shots. The scene when he crashes that like the lunar that lunar simulator thing. Yeah. And then he's just standing by the like fireball, and like the fireball is set to the left of the frame. And then he's in the right of the frame. And he's in his space. Well, not only a space suit, but a flight suit. Yeah. And he's like looking over. He's turned with his body side to the camera and looking over his shoulder at the fireball. And it's just it it's looks immaculate. beautiful. Like I'd get that framed and put on a wall. It's gorgeous. It's looking. really good. And there's a lot of scenes in the film that are just like Damien Chazelle. No, he knows what looks beautiful on screen. Yeah. Like if you look at La La Land, Whiplash not so much. Although Whiplash um, is a great story. It's a character study. Yeah, but the La La Land is a great sign for that. The guy knows how to frame things. Like yep. they just look really, really good. And I and I thought to myself as they were doing the first the Apollo 11 launch, we've seen. Apollo launches on screen a ton of times. Yeah. And my first thought was, how is this going to be different than, because we all think of the iconic Apollo 13 launch. When we think of, well, what I think of Apollo launches, I picture from, like, from the film Apollo 13, Ron, Howard, yeah. Ron Howard's, like it's iconic. And it's been reused in a bunch of movies too. And so I was like, how are they going to make this interesting? And he made it interesting by doing something that I never ever thought to do. And that's zoom in real close on things. Yeah. Like you get, he gets, I mean, there's shots of just like a nut on a wall shaking. Yeah. And it's got you enthralled. Like it's yeah. really good, and he does a lot of um, a lot of things are shot really close to lens, so you feel claustrophobic with the astronauts. So you feel like you're stuck in a cockpit. You feel like you know if something flies out, it's gonna hit you in the face. Yeah. Which also brings me to the sound design of this film. The sound design is impeccable. Like you hear every grunt and groan and crack and 
things falling down and you feel the thrust. Ah, the thrust. You feel the thrust of the rockets. Like you could tell what rocket they were in based on the sound of the engine. Yeah. Cause like when they were on the Gemini, the Geminis, uh, it sounded fierce and visceral and it sounded like something that was just thrown together last minute. Yeah. But when they're on the Saturn V rocket, it sounds powerful and smooth, like they've gotten all the shit worked out. Yeah. Um, and I've never heard a film, I've never listened to a film like that and thought, this film would be completely different if the sound design wasn't as good. Oh yeah, and if Clint Eastwood would have done it, it would have been exactly <laughs> like that. Like, the second way you're it describing it. would have been Ryan Gosling talking to a chair for five minutes. Oh God. No, I'm just really glad that he, like, I feel like he is... Um, Underrated, I'd say, Damien Chazelle. You think so? I mean, Lala got nominated for nine Oscars. It did, but also I feel like that movie, like the movie, was the center point. Which uh, he got nominated for best. No, he didn't. Did he get nominated for best director? I don't think so. I mean, and this movie like kind of flew under the radar. Pun intended. Yeah, I think the marketing for this film was pretty bad. A lot of people, a lot of people don't even know that this movie like exists. Yeah, and which that's another. I think that's why he's underrated. Is because if he was rated at what he should be. Then people would go see this movie based on just the director. And then I was, I was, I just argue with myself internally right now because I was going to say, well, La La Land got a ton of media and a ton of push, and then I realized it's because that movie's about Hollywood. Yep. It paints Hollywood in a glorious picture. Yeah, of course. So it of does. course they're gonna push that. They're like, look at look how great Hollywood yep. is. And Whiplash was his first movie, and that's kind of a fluke. Yeah. That, uh, but J.K. Simmons is the powerhouse behind that one. Yeah, he. God, he and Ryan Gosling is really, really good in this movie. And this movie is just, it's fantastic. It truly is. It's a very good movie. We recommend, I highly, we, I can think I can speak for both of us yeah, when I say we recommend, recommend seeing this one. And um, it's IMAX and you only have a couple more If you can see it in IMAX, days. please come and see it I think IMAX. it's done on Thursday, I want to say. Today. Depending well, on where you're listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance to see this in IMAX, see it in IMAX. If you can't see it in IMAX, make sure you go find a theater with the best sound. The yeah. best. I want you want to see it with the best picture and the best sound because you really got to experience this movie with the sound. Because I mean, it's, it's it's such a great sounding film. It sounds dumb, and it's a very it's a very movie nerd thing. Like a lot of people who we sat in that theater with probably didn't even notice. No. But I mean, it's something that makes a huge difference. Like if you were to listen to that movie, if you were to watch that movie on a television, it's not going to be the same as what we just saw. Yep. And I feel the same way about the movie Gravity. Like I saw Gravity twice. I saw it once yeah. in IMAX 3D, and I saw it again on TV. And on TV, I was like, "This movie's very mediocre." But yeah. in IMAX 3D, yeah, I'm IMAX. like, "This movie is amazing." Like, Do you think that's how we'll feel about this one? I don't. I don't know. Um, I do think the IMAX helped. Yeah. Because um, the story is a story that's being told through sight and sound as opposed to through characters. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of characters in it and they do have good stories and good character. Neil obviously has the biggest character arc. Um, but I think it needs to be experienced. Like, it's a, it's one of those things where they always say, this film needs to be experienced in IMAX and I buy it for this one. Like, you yeah. need to experience this one in IMAX. Would you say this is the complete opposite of uh, Matthew McConaughey's character in Interstellar? The complete opposite? Neil Armstrong's character? Not complete opposite opposite, but just the way that he emotes. Because Matthew McConaughey, like, just left, and well, Murph was there to stay or whatever. And then Matthew McConaughey's whole, like, uh, he was very emotional in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, like a but lot of... it's also not in 1960. Did I just spit everywhere? Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's not in 1960. There was, uh, after the movie ended, there was, like, these three people in front of us, millennials, and they're just, which we all are. We, are, we, we yeah. both are. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're going on about, how like, toxic masculinity and shit. I think I heard some other things, and I was just like, you fucking retards. It's, it's... 1960 something of course yeah like uh, you have to understand like why those things are happening and that's what the movie tries to do but people don't have like 
movie language. They don't like, think of, they don't think of the time frame of what the movie is. They think of it's, right now. It's that, but they also don't read between the lines of like what the the director is trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot of this movie was. Is like you have to read between the lines and understand. Like put yourself in that situation. I feel like no one does that today. Is putting themselves in yeah. someone else's shoes and. Is it because they're wearing Crocs? I don't know. People just well, that don't. That guy was wearing sandals with socks. Oh, Jesus Christ, sandals. Also, gross. don't put your fucking feet on the furniture yeah, at movie theaters. Don't take your shoes off and put your fucking nasty. First of all, if you're, you're wearing sandals with socks, which means all the dirt from outside is on your socks. Yep. Your socks are dirty. You've now taken your sandals off. And you're fucking putting them on the backs of like seats where people put their heads. People put their heads there. What are you doing? A movie theater is not your house. No. You don't need to come with like. Eight blankets and fucking a cot and you're fucking. <laughs> but you know, that's like, that's because that that guy will never put himself in someone else's shoes of sitting where someone else's feet had just been. He, yeah. There's no disregard. There, it's complete disregard for everything else. And it's just like. Uh, meanwhile, you're able to like you know click keys and like shit on everybody else for not doing what you think they should be doing. It's like listen, motherfucker. Like what yeah. are you, what are you doing? Yeah, this God, movie it, was... it really just irritates me. And this movie brought it out of me. Yeah, the toxic, that toxic masculinity is. <laughs> I'll bang, I'll uh, bang on a table. I thought you were uh, gonna say I'll bang your wives. <laughs> I'll fuck your bitches. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's not a natural. That's the most alpha thing I've ever said. Who's <laughs> your t-shirts? But this better be good. The back says. This better I'll be good. I'll fuck your bitches. That's pretty good. It's just like two pictures of dogs. <laughs> Oh, that's. Funny. Did I tell you this? Someone had a post the other day. What was that boy? <laughs> did it? Was oh, it sound Jimmy weird? Glick for the... Did I, did I tell you this? <laughs> uh, uh, the other day, someone had a post on um, uh, Facebook, and they said, "Can we start using like listen, like in the in the tone of um, this is serious? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It, it's supposed to be a joke, but it's also like, hey, I'm being real. Mm-hmm. It said, um, can we start using dog like D A W G as a pronoun, like a gender neutral pronoun? That's what it said." And, I, and then, every, like, three other people were just like, yes, please, absolutely. And I'm like... Wait, what? Okay, well, technically... It's already a general neutral pronoun. Well, t- I mean, technically, if you if you say that, uh, you're... you're um, uh, what is that? It's, uh, it's, it's racist, because uh, D-A-W-G, if you're a white person saying that, well, then technically it's racist, because you're appropriating culture, huh? And then also, it's, uh, it was Baja men referring to women in the club as, like, dogs. They're mm. ugly, so it's also sexist. Ah. Did you comment on it? No, but I wanted to. But you know why I don't? Because I'm a cis white male. Mm. What does cis mean? Straight? No, cis means you identify with what you were born as. So I'm a straight male because I was born as a straight male. Right. I love I love the culture of labels we live in. Yeah, we're trying to get rid of labels, but then we keep making no, labels. We need, we need labels for every single type of person. They all need to be labeled and put in a fucking... Pen. I like oatmeal. I'm a I'm a oat. I'm a oat gender. I'm a oat, oat gay. Ne- I'm a oat neutral. Oat gay. Oh. That's what I am. What is it, this fly? Do I smell like alcohol or something? No, but uh, someone does that we know. Hey, that's not. <laughs> that, that's uh, anonymous. Just uh, email us and then ask us who we were talking about just there. Oh, and then the come full circle with the uh, Neil. Oh yeah. Once Neil gets on the moon, because um, spoiler alert, he makes it to the moon. <laughs> Once he gets on the moon, he has a wristband that belonged to his daughter Karen that he'd been holding on to since her death. That he dropped into a crater on the moon. Yep. And I, which was really which beautiful. was his obvious form of closure. Like everything that has happened up until this point has been worth it. For which him. makes me wonder if that's true. Yeah, I wonder that as well. Yeah. Seems like a pretty personal note. Yeah. 
to just add in. So Has I feel like it's gone? gotta be true, Has right? anyone gone to that crater? Um, I think a couple people have since then. Oh, uh, last line of the movie. Thank you, Janet. Oh, that was the last line of the movie. Yeah, right. isn't that interesting? No. Also, she um, did put up with a lot. She did put up with a lot, but also that last scene where it's all done, it's all fucking done, and there's no emotion on her face. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I was very angry she did. at that moment. She, she, her emotion shift for, shifted, obviously from when she walked out of her house, she put on the brave face. Uh, she had it. a smile for all the reporters. Then when she um, actually got into the quarantine area where Neil's being held, because you had to be, it's mandatory for astronauts to be in quarantine after they come back from space. Yeah. Um, after when the guy was letting her in, she looked at him with kind of an indifferent look, as <laughs> yeah, he, she did. As he, and I think he expected her to be like joyous. She's about to see her husband, and instead she looked like kind of like, "Thank God this is finally fucking over," kind of thing. But yeah. then I still have to deal with the fallout of him and how he is now. Because I imagine in the state, that, the mental state that he was in before he left, which was not good. But he had the closure from throwing the thing. But I imagine his his disconnect had to have been even more powerful now that he's been to the moon. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, I feel like now he's got... I mean, if his last reason for living, really, was but, to get to the moon. Now that he's gotten there, what else? What's even next? The, okay, so if I performed at the Comedy Cellar, if sure. I went all the way to New York and I got on the Comedy Cellar stage, and then I came back, and I would probably have a disconnect with, oh, I don't know, many other dog shit rooms that I've done. Sure. But I feel like if, if you were a person that's, like, really attached to somebody... And uh, you see them after coming back from something so momentous, mm -hmm. and just to not like it's almost like a stank face, like a fuck you, you did that. Like that's what it read as, but I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, I definitely, it def I definitely read it as it's like, how is there no excitement out of you? I definitely, to see I, me again? I understood why she wouldn't have been excited. Uh, they le they left on poor terms. Uh, I get why she wouldn't be excited. Like they, their then, relationship is still very uncertain. And that's why I say, get a divorce. Like I just people don't get divorced in the sixties. I know they don't. <laughs> but uh, God, it's just it's so annoying. Yeah. All right, Garrett. Yeah, what's that's, your score? that's my last note. I guess. What score are we giving this uh, this here film? Nine. I give it a nine out of ten. Weird footprints on the moon. Oh. Uh, I thought about, remember I told you the, there was an explanation Yeah, explanation please for tell that. me the explanation. So um, the foot, the boot that's on display in like the Smithsonian or wherever the hell it is, yeah. it doesn't match the footprint on the moon is what everybody says. The boot that's on display is the boot that's inside of his exosuit. Ah. So like the boot that he's wearing when he's not wearing the outer suit yes. is the boot that's on display in the Smithsonian. The boot print on the bottom of his exosuit is the boot print that's on the moon. I get that. So that's why the boot prints don't match. No, that's not what I was saying. I was just saying it looks weird. It's like a weird foot. Oh, like the shape? or No, just like the the impre impression that it left. It's the impression that I get. Well, maybe like if you, put, if you put your foot on like a, a chunk of mud. You mean because it's mud. raised instead of in, indented? Yes. I think that has to do with the... You know how they the said shape like of a, the boot? The, no, no um, you know how they said it's like a fine powder yeah. on the surface of the moon? That's probably it. Because I feel like there's like a hard surface and then there's just like that dust coating yeah. on top. So when you put your foot in, it looks like it sticks out as opposed to an impression in. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think this movie gets <laughs> 9 out of 10 of those. <laughs> That's such a That's long what I'm way saying. around. Yeah, 9 out of 10 of those. Uh, I'm gonna st I give it a 9 before I'm going to stick with a 9. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it, and, and a lot of it, I, keep, I still am picturing that scene. Um, 
I'll put a picture of that scene I mentioned with the fireball on our Facebook fan page. It's so just you guys... a picture of fireball. <laughs> just a shout out. It's Pitbull. Tell everyone <laughs> to see this movie in IMAX too. But Post yeah, that. go see this movie in IMAX. And um, also, if you if you stuck around this long, obviously you enjoy our show. Um, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at at TBBG Podcast. TBBG. Um, make sure you like our fan page. Um, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. All that good stuff uh, to help people know that people like listen to us and then uh, we can keep doing this. Then we yeah. can get some sponsor money and then we can dedicate more time. Maybe we can do two episodes a week if we Ooh, that if it was our fun. only, you know, our only thing to do. Uh, also, yeah, I'd start getting some ads together, uh, and then post those on other people's podcasts, and then mm-hmm. we'll do a little bit of swap swap uh, advertising, sw- advertising. Super swappy swaps. That way you can listen, uh, you can be recommended by a podcast that we like from yeah. friends of ours, and then you can discover new things, and that's We're, how that that'll, works. That'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. That's very exciting. I'm Garrett Elzinga. Where, where are you at this weekend? Uh, I'm at Dr. Grin's. Sam Marill is going to be headlining at Dr. Grin's, so I'll be uh, MC seeing for that so it's very fun and i have the weekend off for the first time you should come out to grins i'm gonna come out to grins you should yeah guest spot or something i'm I'm pretty excited about having a weekend yeah it's (laughs) It's very Um, exciting i think we'll do a guest spot you'll catch me at grins too yeah one of these nights um one of these nights yeah one of these nights Uh, i don't know the song crazy old nights it's the eagles oh all right all right the eagle has landed i'm garrett elziga i'm mike logan and And that that was good. good